is Thursday, July 16th. This is Jaguars Happy Hour. And now, a guy who's really getting tired of hearing, oh, I thought that was your mask, J.P. Well, I'm used to it. People have been asking me to mask up for years. It's Jaguars happy hour back from a midsummer break. J.P. Shadrick from the home studio still. Who knows when that will change either, by the way. One of the things we don't know right now in mid-July with training camp scheduled to begin right around the corner a couple weeks away from when veterans would report, but will they still at that point is a big question. Lots to get to today. We'll hear from all of our big three. Tony Selly, Jaguars analyst, joins us. John Ozier, senior writer, Jaguars.com. And then Jags analyst Jeff Lagerman will uh, go around the National Football League as well, catch you up on some of the bigger news from around the league, including what's happening in Washington, D.C., We'll uh, get to that. Uh, well, we don't know much yet, but there are rumors of a story coming out of the post at some point, maybe as early as tomorrow. Uh, let's go to the phone lines now and welcome in pride of the Jaguars left tackle and Jaguars analyst, Tony Baselli. Tony, good afternoon, and how are you? What's up, JP? I didn't appreciate the start of the show. I thought it was very mean-spirited about saying uh, you wearing a mask. I mean, that was... I thought that was uncalled for. It was frankly. rude, but it's it's par for the course. You, you know, I, mean, who I don't think you need a mask. You I know, think you look good. Well, thanks. Well, I appreciate that. That's nice of you. But I'm going to do my part. I'm going to wear my mask like you asked everybody to well, do I mean, early in this yeah. thing. Let me be clear. You should wear your mask in respect to others, um, especially indoors. Um, but I'm saying you don't need a mask because of your look, like Joe said. Wow, that's like the nicest thing you ever said to me, Tony. I, the th- things have turned, you know. I mean, it's, it's COVID, COVID, it's a COVID. <laughs> you've you've uh, you've changed your tone over the time here. Um, we got plenty to talk about here, Tony. Let's start yeah. with the um, let's start with the Ngakwe stuff. All right, I mean that we the the deadline came and went where they had to agree to a long term deal. Obviously, no deal. There's been no trade. Um, you know, he's still said that he's doesn't want to play here. So what now, what is next? Is he going to be dealt at some point? Is he going to have to sit it out or is he going to sign it and play? What do you think? Yeah. I, well, first of all, didn't it feel like, you know, Wednesday or, you know, actually this say Tuesday going into yesterday's kind of deadline that this was almost like created by his agent. Like to get some conversation going. Right. That's what it felt like. I don't know that. Because it's not like so anything that's changed. Like, nothing had yeah, changed. Not, like, all of a sudden, like, okay. Like, now we're going to dial up the conversation because it was the last time for this year, this football year, that Ngakwe could be traded and sign a long-term deal. So it felt like, and again, I am just making this up as a feeling. I mean, this is just me thinking out loud. That it felt like it was like something a good agent would do. Not me. I'm just trying to get some interest to get something going here right now. Yeah. Um, I just have a hard time believing um, that the Jags are going to get at this point, especially in this with all the unknowns around COVID and what's going to happen and when the season started, how many games you're going to get in, if you start or you going to be able to finish. I mean, these are all unknowns. Like, I think it's all going to like they're going to figure it out. And I think they play this year. 
But if you're a team, are you going to trade a first or second rounder to the Jaguars for a guy that you can't lock up and there's no guarantee he's going to be on your team beyond next year? And by the way, you're going to pay him to take up you know almost $18 million a year cap. So, and if you're the Jags, why would you trade him for anything less than a first or second? Because you're going to get a third and a uh, compensatory pick if he leaves in free agency in the year, you know, in the following year. Yeah. So like the only reason if you're the Jags, you trade them for a third rounder is you're just like, you know what? I just want them out of here. I want them off the books. I don't want to pay him 17 million bucks. Uh, and so that's all to say, like, as I say all that and kind of think out loud, I, I just think he's here now. What he, does he play or not? That's up to, that's up to you. It's up to him. Yeah. I think he does. I, I, I don't think he walks away from almost $18 million this year. If they end up playing um, the whole season, so um, but that's what kind of I see it as we sit today. Tony Baselli with us, proud of the Jaguars' left tackle, and uh, yeah, I, I, it was it was interesting seeing all these news stories pop up about it because it's like we're sitting right here. Nothing is different than it was two weeks ago. You know, nothing no, has changed. So um, yeah, it would be great to really understand what was real, what wasn't. I'm really I mean, curious, think- Tony, too, to, to see there was those reports about other teams had offered the Jaguars whatever, including a, a former Pro Bowl defensive lineman that was kind of vague. But I'd be curious yeah, but, how okay, accurate former, that is. You yeah, know? a former Pro Bowl offensive lineman, I mean, defensive lineman. Okay, what does that mean? Is that like he was the fifth alternate, <laughs> made it one year? <laughs> That's right. Um, he was the best defensive lineman in the league. You know, there's like a big range when you say former Pro Bowl player. I'm not taking anything away from those guys, but that, I mean, and what's his age? What's his injury history? I mean, so you start hearing these vague reports, and I'm not saying they, you know, that they're not it, the Jags should or should not have done it. We just don't know enough. But it's obvious because the Jaguars. I mean, the one thing that is clear that Dave Caldwell, you know, and Doug Marone under. Sean Conn will trade players if you give them the right value. Oh, sure. It's not like they're like they'll trade them if the right value is there. So, what what ha, what you know the story here to me is is that they were just never given the right value, uh, in combination with a team being able to lock up Yannick for the long a long term deal. Tony Baselli with us. Uh, obviously, the the big story now is what's going to happen with training camp, preseason games if there are any, and then the protocol of getting players back in the building. I mean, there are some teams, Tony, that rookies report, I believe, in like two days from now, uh, allegedly. That's on the schedule. Um, But there are no official protocols that have been announced in place. The Players Association and the league are still negotiating some of these. And, uh, you know, we're two weeks out from veterans reporting for the Jags. So... Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, you go through the issues. I mean, some are pretty easy. I don't, I don't think they're big deals. But I think they get over. You know, test every day or every other day. Okay, you can come to that. I mean, that's something you can figure out. Yeah. Um, you know, the preseason is is a sticking point. Owners want two, players want none. I would go towards zero two, because if you're not going to have fans, what's the point? It's a, it's at that point just about. I guess you get some TV, local TV money. Yeah. You know, and advertising that could help out, but you have the cost of traveling as well. So, I mean, uh, I mean, I think you can figure that one out, but I get, you know, you know, that's a, that's a bargaining chip. But the big one is this, is the owners want to say, hey, wait a second. There's two big ones. One is owners want to say, you know, uh, 
are saying that if you get coronavirus or COVID-19, it's a non-football injury. And the players are saying, wait a second, that should be a football injury. That's a big deal because that determines whether the club has to pay you or not um, for missing games. Um, and I would say in, the, in these times that if you're doing what you're supposed to do and you're quarantining and you're just you know playing football and you're trying to be a pro and you get COVID-19, that should be a football injury in my opinion. The second one, that the biggest one, I think, is this whole idea of escrowing, you know, what I've heard 35% of yeah. the players' salaries. Right. Saying, not saying that they won't get it, but escrowing it and saying, if, you know, we can't finish the season or at some point, you know, we're not going to pay it. And the reason that's important because for all the vested veterans, if you play one game, one play really, then your contract becomes guaranteed for the rest of the year. And so if you're the, if you're the owners, you're concerned like, okay, great. We play week one, we play week two. Oh my gosh, all hell breaks loose and this gets worse and we can't play football any longer. They don't want to be on, on the hook for the rest of the year for the player's salaries. But by the letter of the CBA, they would be because they're guaranteed after game one. And so I think they're saying like, listen, we'll pay our guaranteed money, but the rest we're going to put like in some escrow. And, uh, and if we can't finish, you know, we get that money back and the players are like, no. Yeah. And so that's the big one. I think you have to figure out, which by the way, makes sense to me. If I'm an owner, I mean, that seems fair. I don't think the owners are trying to get over on players or anything. They're saying they're going to pay their guaranteed money. It's about the money as far as salary. And if you can't move forward because of, uh, because of whatever reason, you know, around COVID, I think that's fair because also in that, kind of negotiation you're also talking about what do you do with the salary cap next year because local revenue is going to be way down um advertising and marketing dollars are going to be way down um and so the shared revenue that goes to set the cap outside of tv and by the way if tv is affected it could be down as well True. and all of a sudden now you have a cap that goes down next year well guess what happens you have to cut a bunch of players because you can't afford them and so I think they're trying to figure out, like, those are the kinds of conversations that are going to get kind of sticky and that you got to figure out, like, how do you handle that? Um, and hopefully both sides can be reasonable. Both sides can come to an agreement, uh, looking at the big picture, uh, being equitable, understanding that, you know what, like, each side has to give a little bit. This is These are unprecedented times. And uh, because of where we sit, you know, I think there's going to be a little bit of sacrifice for everybody. Tony, we saw how how ugly the baseball negotiation got. I don't know how much you followed that before they finally agreed to play the 60-game schedule, but uh, it took them an extra month to get to that. Uh, And it wasn't pretty between the Players Association, the the Major League Baseball Players Association and and Major League Baseball, but they finally got to it. I mean, but it it was, do you, I, I couldn't foresee this one getting that um, ugly, I guess, right? I mean, they're, they're no, pretty close. Sides, I, yeah, I think they're pretty close. I yeah. think both sides understand that that's not good for anybody. That's, that's right. a bad look. I mean, that turns fans off. I think that hurts the brand. Um, I think both sides will figure this out. Um, it's hard. It's not easy. You're asking, you know, these are big dollars and a lot of these are people's livelihoods. These are their investments. I mean, this is uh, important stuff. So I think, but I think they'll get get through it um, in a much, you know, smoother, you know, less, you know abrasive and public in a public manner like the baseball did. Let's hope so. At least I don't think, you know, they got some, I mean, everyone's pushing for these dates like, Hey, you know, football's supposed to start in two days, three days or whatever. 
for rookies, the reality is, is if you start cutting preseason games, you know, at two even, let's say you go to zero, you still have some time. I mean, I don't think you need to start next week and have, you know, seven weeks of camp with no preseason games. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I know one person who would love that, but uh, he's no longer around here. So yeah, so I, I mean, I think there's some like there's some things that we have a little bit of time. I think they're talking, and I do think they figure it out. Tony Baselli with us on Jaguars Happy Hour. Uh, another announcement uh, fairly recently by the organization: the Jaguars reducing capacity this year at the stadium to 25 percent, just under 17,000. All season tickets returned. Payments can be refunded or credited to the season ticket holder accounts for tickets this season or next. The question, though, Tony, is um, access. Who gets those 17,000 seats? Is it, it's a, probably a match of tenure. Uh, the amount spent, the types of tickets, sponsorship, all has a hand in this thing. And I think that's the challenge, not only for the Jaguars, but for every organization in football right now is to figure out if it's reduced, if it's allowed to be open, first of all, who gets those 25% of tickets? That's, that's a tough challenge. Yeah, it's tough. And, and like, listen, I mean, you're going to have some people who are just going to opt out because they're afraid and they don't want to risk uh, getting exposed, which is, you know, so that'll take a, you know, a good portion of the people out uh, off the table as far as wanting tickets, but you're still not going to have enough tickets for the demand. Especially if you end up being good. Right. You know, at early, there'll be demand and you're not going to have enough. But if you stink and you lose a bunch of games, well, all of a sudden, it won't be that big a deal who gets to go or not. Because not very many people are going to be risking their health and getting COVID to watch a bad football team. On the flip side, if all of a sudden, you know, Minshew and this team and the young players play well, and they're an exciting, fun team to watch, and you look up and they're like fighting for the playoffs, and the division, well, now it's a real issue because everybody wants to go. And uh, and so it'll be interesting. I think there'll be, you know, there's some tough moments to work through. And, uh, you know, good news is I think Mark Lamping, leadership, and Chad Johnson over ticketing, I mean, they're going to figure that out. Um, it won't be perfect, and I just hope everyone's really patient because I think they're going to do the best they can uh, in that area. And then what you hope for is that there's like a beating at the gate for more tickets sometime in like no, late November, December, like people are like just, just freaking out because they can't get tickets because what that tells you, like you have a pretty good football team. Like that's good. Like now people really want to be there. So uh, let's hope that, uh, hope that it's going to be a problem early and I hope it becomes a really big problem by the end because it means you're one football. Team. So. I like that approach for sure. Uh, Tony, it's good to talk to you. It's been a few weeks, man. And I'm glad you're doing Yeah, that. we were off. I mean, I, I'm still trying to figure out you know, what this means for, you know, us, I mean, I'm going to admit, you know, there's all this tier approach, tiered approach. And, Ooh. you know, some of my favorite times of the year is training camp. We get to go hang out and we watch a little practice, but more than anything, we just hang out and talk and have a good time. So I'm not sure we'll be doing that this year. I think it's uh, you and I are in like tier nine or 10 or whatever. I don't know how many tiers. It might not are. even be a tier for you and I, JP. <laughs> they might've just quit. <laughs> Tiers stay at home. Is what, what, yeah, one right. please don't come. Do so, not come see us. Yeah, that's the trick too. Is uh, access into the office, and you know, it's it's taken a little time to get to the point they are now. Uh, but then you start interacting with players; it's a totally different animal. We'll find out in the coming days um, what happens yeah. there. You know, uh, Tony, good stuff. Great talking to you. I'll catch up with you soon. All right, CJP. Tony Baselli, pride of the Jaguars, left tackle. And Jaguars analyst joining us to kick off Jaguars happy hour. Uh, we'll be back in a moment.
uh, with John Osier, senior writer, Jaguars.com. A little later, Jeff Lagerman, and we'll go around the National Football League as well. It's Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network. Hi, I'm Tito Beveridge, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. In 1997, we became the first micro distillery in the state of Texas, and we're still making the same smooth stuff after all these years. We're still cooking in a pot still, working with our dogs by our sides, having fun and tasting batches, and I'm still wearing the same hat even after all these years. Head over to titosvodka.com to learn more about what else we're doing the same. Cheers. 80 proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. titosvodka.com Geico presents, oh boy, another voicemail from your roommate. Hey, I got some bad news. Someone broke into our apartment and they took your TV and your computer. But what's most upsetting is they took my water bottle. Oh wait, there it is. I was really worried for a second. Oh, they took your stereo too. The Geico Insurance Agency could help keep your personal property protected. Like if your roommate is only worried about her $2 aluminum water bottle. Visit Geico.com to see how easy it is to switch and save on renter's insurance. Jags fans, fill your wallet with one debit card that screams Duval exclusively from TIAA Bank. The Jacksonville Jaguars Visa debit card comes with a fierce look and fantastic features so you can pay with pride wherever you go. And it's yours free when you open a Yield Pledge checking account. Up your financial game today. Visit a financial center near you or find us at TIAABank.com slash JagsCard. TIAA Bank is a division of TIAA, FSB, member FDIC, and the official bank of the Jacksonville Jaguars. At Tropical Smoothie Cafe, one taste and you're hitting refresh now, palm trees swaying now, letting loose now, busting a move now, cranking up the beats now, hands in the air now, feeling free now. You're on Tropic Time now. And right now at Tropical Smoothie Cafe, try our watermelon mojito and guava margarita smoothies. And you're tasting fruity now, sipping sunshine now, toasting summer now. You're on Tropic Time now at Tropical Smoothie Cafe. Committed to the team. Committed to the mission. At Navy Mutual, we're committed to providing high-quality life insurance to members of the military and their families. So our policies have no fine print and no military service restrictions. We don't work on commission. We're nonprofit, so we pass the savings along to our members. Because at Navy Mutual, our highest commitment is to you. Visit NavyMutual.org. Navy Mutual, ensuring those who serve. At ViStar, we believe in better, better convenience. So members can bank any way they want, whether it's at a branch, on a mobile device, or at one of more than 20,000 fee-free ATMs across North America. We believe that people have better things to do with their time. If you believe that convenience is better, join ViStar. We never forget that it's your money. All loans subject to approval, insured by NCUA. The voice of the Jaguars, Frank Frangie, talks to you every weekday afternoon from 3 to 7. The Frangie Show on 1010XL. Bono's Pit Barbecue is showing support for Frontline Heroes by creating a hashtag Feed the Frontline campaign. Help support our local doctors, nurses, and hospital workers. Donate meals to honor their brave and dedicated efforts during this difficult time. Call 904-332-7427 to donate today. Welcome back. It's Jaguars Happy Hour. J.P. Shadrick, our thanks to Tony Baselli, pride of the Jaguars left tackle, for joining us as uh, always. And John Osher, Jaguars.com senior writer. 
joins us now over the phone line. Good afternoon, John. JP, I don't know if you, you heard, but the last promo before the spot was that Frank Frangie's going to be talking to us every day at three. Sounds like a threat. Yeah, don't, don't threaten us. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. As long as he doesn't go through with it. I'm kidding, of course. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, yeah. I know. Always good to hear from Frank. No doubt. Um, John, how you been, buddy? It's been a few weeks, uh, some downtime here, and we're back on the show today for the first time in about a month. Yeah, and it's, uh, you know, do you know, JP, July is always sort of about ratcheting back up. You know, you have your normal NFL body clock where minicamp usually wraps up around June 16th. We all sort of know the date. And then this time of year, you're sort of ratcheting back up. And this is, this is such a weird ramp back up for everybody. Everybody's ready to go. I think everybody who's worked in this even more than a year feels like it's time to start. And yet there's so many questions we all met today virtually to sort of figure out some of the access thing. And there's still just so many questions that we're all ready. And I think fans are ready. And yet every day it feels like there's still, okay, that's how it's going to be. Okay, I get it. That's how it's going to be. So it's, it's uh, you know, we've been talking on this show for three or four months. The offseason was weird and unprecedented, and you just get the idea that what's coming is going to be just as interesting and just as fascinating to follow. Yeah, yeah. The, the runway to get off the ground for the season has a lot of potholes in it right now, John. That's kind of a good way to look at it. It's like, and it changes constantly. The, the further you get down the runway here, and I'm, I don't know how confident I am right now that, with everything going on with the Players Association and the league, I don't think it'll be as bad as baseball um, was, that, that whole situation. But, you know, it might be a little bit. I don't know if this will be fixed tomorrow and ready to, to show up. And I think that's the scary yeah, part for a lot of people. Yeah, it, it, and you probably feel the same way I do. It's impossible, it's impossible to predict with COVID because there are so many there is there are so many questions that and education that has to be done to such a large group of people. I mean, you've got what fifteen hundred players, and they all sort of see COVID in their own way. I mean, like if you and I got together and talked about this thing, we would probably have different opinions and views and concerns just because the scientists do, and and so when you're dealing with having to educate the masses and then get them to understand and say, okay, that's the risk I want to take. And then you're trying to do it as a group to try to figure out how logistics are going to be. There's a lot. I I don't think that they're going to be practicing. Uh, I've, I, I'll put it this way. I wouldn't be surprised if they are not practicing on what we all think of as a normal first practice date. I mean, you know, what would that be, August 3rd or August 4th? Mm-hmm. For that to get delayed, I think that feels like that's probably pretty normal for, for professional sports trying to come back to have a little delay. I Will they have preseason games? You know, I, I, I'm skeptical. Will they start the regular season on the normal regular season starting date? I, I I just have a feeling that they'll figure out a way to do that probably because it's, there's so much motivation to do so, meaning money and meaning everything else. 
John Osher, senior writer, Jaguars.com with us. The uh, big news today, I, you know, it's not even really news anymore. This is not, you know, 1999. Um, the Jags' first-round pick signed his contract today. That's not really news anymore because they're all going to sign the contract because they're, they don't have to hold out or anything anymore. But he is here. That We got him, John. He's here. Yeah, and I had a chance to talk to CJ and the story around on the, on the site, uh, you know, hour, hour and a half or so. Um, you know, it, uh, it's not news. It's always good. When I talk to CJ, most players, you've done the post-signing interviews that I've done, JP, and there's a, there's a feeling of woe whenever players sign because then all of a sudden it's real. You sign on the dotted line and now you're a pro. So they all go through that. Um, it's taking a little longer than it has in most off-seasons to get everybody signed. But the reality is you've got a bunch of other things going on around the league. You've got a pandemic, and there's no rush on this. It, as you alluded to, everybody's going to get signed. There might be one or two guys who aren't in training camp around the league, but it, it's so minimal compared to what it used to be. That it's a non-story. In terms of CJ specifically, you know, the one thing he said to me when I was talking to him a few minutes ago that was really interesting, I kind of asked him, what are your feelings after that? And as you know, JP, a lot of guys talk about, well, I thought of my family, or I thought about this, I thought about this. The first thing he said was, look, this is not really, I'm paraphrasing, he said, it's not really a celebration day. When he signed it, he felt motivated. Like, okay, now I'm here. Now I've got a backup being the top 10 pick. Now I want to sign more contracts. It sort of jibes with everything you've heard about this kid is that he's he's very work-oriented, no-nonsense. He's a pro. All that stuff bodes well for fulfilling his potential. So will he do it? Who knows? But I, I did think that was a pretty interesting comment from what is usually, as you know, a fairly routine interview right after people sign. It's a lot of pressure on him, especially around here sure. with all the changes over the last couple of years here in the secondary. I mean, he's the... Uh, you know, he's the top dog, really, you think about it. Yeah, he is, and and it's funny. I think because he was picked ninth and because he wasn't a CUDA, and there was so much talk about a CUDA before the draft that, you know, and maybe it's because of everything else going on. There's been so much this offseason. We haven't talked about the players specifically. But, you know, top 10 pick for a corner, I don't want to say it's rare, but just because he wasn't picked as high as Jalen, number five overall, and wasn't in that group, top 10 pick is a really high pick for a corner. Yep. As you said, this guy's expected to come in. And when you're picked top 10 as a corner, you're not just supposed to be good. You know, you're supposed to be what Ocho Cinco has been tweeting about this guy. And anybody who follows social media, Ocho Cinco again tweeted today, um, this guy is really, really talented and really, really good. And I think maybe because he didn't get as much pre-draft hype, I think maybe some casual fans don't really realize how good he has a chance to be. There's a reason he's in the top 10. And it, is there pressure? Yeah. But in my limited dealings with him, you get the idea that the focus is there, just like I said about the interview a second ago. There's all sorts of little signs that this guy's going to take it seriously. It, it, if he fails, and all NFL players have a chance to do that, just like they have a chance to succeed, but if he fails, it won't be because he didn't take the right approach. You feel good about that with this guy. 
John Ozier, senior writer, Jaguars.com. Here is our token unique Ngakwe question. Oh, good. I know you've been waiting on that. That's why I put it last. <laughs> well, nothing's changed. I mean, it's not yeah. like there was no news the other day. It was news because the deadline was coming to other people that aren't around here all the time. But nothing has changed. Nothing's different than it was before. I'm sure there have been... Um, you know, conversations from his camp to other teams. I'm sure the Jags have probably got an offer or two that didn't quite please them. And so we move on. And what's the end game for you right now on July 16th, John? You know, I could be dead wrong. I've been wrong before, but it, everything you heard around the draft, I haven't heard that much different now. A lot of the stuff that you've heard out there this week feels like agent in Gakwe's side doing what you would expect them to do, which is why wouldn't they put things out there that made it look like there was a lot of interest in, and uh, perhaps there is. Um, I've never gotten the sense, despite all the uh, noise out there, that the Jaguars are in any sort of a mode to trade unique to not have him on the team short of an offer that blows them out of the water. Meaning it, that happens. Look at the Jalen Ramsey got trade last year. That's right. Two first round picks defined as being blown out of the water. Uh, there's value for any player that meets that criteria, but it is not a situation. Like when they traded Dante Fowler on mid season, which they did a couple of years ago, you got the idea, look, we're not bringing this guy back. We want to get whatever value we can. Well, I don't get the idea that they're in the mode of, with Unique, of, well, let's give them away for any value we can. I think they think, well, look, this is a value business, an equity business. He's equity for our franchise, whether he's on the field. I don't think they want to trade him. So um, I still don't believe it'll happen. And you would think financially, incentive-wise, that at some point he'll show up and play. But I don't pretend to know enough about what will make Unique pick on this Ooh, yeah. to guarantee that. But I don't think they're going to trade. That's right. And, yeah, he, that's the thing with, with the way he operates. He's yeah. so intense and, um, you know, strong about his beliefs and what he says he follows up and he does. So will he sit? Which has got him he, here, by the way. Which I is mean, what, that's, that's why that, he's a great player. Absolutely. But that's and there's the great nothing wrong un- with him being that way. That's the great unknown about him, though. You can't predict yeah. that, you know. Yeah, and uh, you know, again, I want to clarify. I hope he plays. He plays for the Jaguars a long time. I I love talking to him, watching him play. It just feels so far like a big disconnect between what he wants and what the league so far has been willing to pay. And let's hope that meets somewhere in the middle because you'd like to see him play. You'd like to see him financially. Sure, he deserves it, uh, but we'll see where it all meets. Johnny O, stay healthy, and we'll talk again next week. I look forward to seeing you, JP. I know. I, you, wow. I look forward to seeing you too, John. Well, uh, we'll see if I don't I, say that often, but <laughs> this summer, this off season, I'm feeling it, JP. Look forward, look to, forward seeing, to seeing you. Hope so to be soon. Look forward to seeing anybody. Um, John Ozier, <laughs> senior writer, Jaguars.com with us. Uh, Tropical Smoothie Cafe, open for business and ready to serve you. Open for carryout, delivery, online ordering, and drive through service. Tropical Smoothie appreciates your continued support.
We'll return in a moment. Jeff Lagerman, Jaguars analyst, joining us. It's Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network. Hi, I'm Tito Beveridge, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. In 1997, we became the first micro distillery in the state of Texas, and we're still making the same smooth stuff after all these years. We're still cooking in a pot still, working with our dogs by our sides, having fun and tasting batches, and I'm still wearing the same hat even after all these years. Head over to titosvodka.com to learn more about what else we're doing the same. Cheers. 80 proof Tito's handmade vodka distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. Tito'sVodka.com. There's a chance your local Geico agent has the same affinity for dad jokes as you. What do you call a fake noodle? I don't know. Maybe an impasta. Oh, so cheesy. Ah, did it grate on you? Yeah, you really shredded me. <laughs> but there's a better chance your local Geico agent could help you out with auto, homeowners, renters, or condo insurance. Motorcycle, boat, or RV insurance, too. They'll work hard to provide sound advice and significant savings. You don't need to share a love for paternal puns to do that. Local Geico agents. Call or visit yours today. When America needed us to build, we built. Masks, ventilators, shields. When local communities and frontliners needed support, Ford dealers answered. And now we're open and ready to serve you with special offers and deals across the Ford lineup. Stop by a Ford dealership or go online. We've made it safer to shop, easier to buy. Built for America. Built Ford Proud. Whether you're driving to a Jaguars game or on the way to work, when you see flashing lights, please move over. If you can't move over a lane, slow down 20 miles per hour below the speed limit. You can protect those who help you on the road. From law enforcement and other first responders to utility and tow truck drivers, they all need you to be at the top of your game while you're driving. See lights? Please move over. Brought to you by the Florida Department of Highway Safety and Motor Vehicles and the Florida Highway Patrol. DreamFinders Homes has a simple commitment to their home buyers. Deliver unsurpassed quality, uncompromising value, and an extraordinary level of customization you simply won't find with other home builders. With over 35 communities to choose from, you'll find a location you love and the home of your dreams. DreamFinders has townhomes, single-family homes, and custom estate homes starting from the mid-100s, and a wide selection of move-in ready homes. Quality, value, customization, that's the DreamFinders difference. Call 904-738-0165 or online at DreamFindersHomes.com. DreamFinders Homes, the official home builder of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Price is subject to change without notice equal housing opportunity jags fans tiaa bank is ready to be your home team for home lending whether you're looking to buy a new home or refinance your current one we have the nationwide expertise in competitive rates along with a wide range of mortgage solutions to help you achieve your home lending goals team up with a tiaa bank mortgage expert today visit tiaabank.com slash lending team tiaa bank is a division of tiaa fsb equal housing lender and the official bank of the jacksonville jaguars Start the day with Jaguars and Sports Talk. The Drill with Dan Hicken and Jeff Prosser. Mornings on 1010XL. Welcome back. Jaguars happy hour on this Thursday, July 16th. J.P. Shadrick from the home studio. Glad you're with us on 1010AM in Jacksonville and on the Jags social media channels. If you're watching there, you just had a nice look inside TIAA Bank Field. And uh, let's see. The the last time I was in the facility was March 19th, the Jaguars facility. Now, I was on the other side of the stadium for a high school commencement 
um, on the east side, but was not allowed to go on the Jaguars side of the building. So that look that you saw was the, the first look I've had in a long time inside that building. Uh, Jeff Logman joins us on the line now, Jaguars analyst, former defensive lineman Logs. Good afternoon, bud. How are you? Good, JP. How you doing, buddy? Oh, hanging in there. Did you um, did you partake in the red snapper um, deal, the the season, <laughs> the four day season or whatever it was? A few days uh, ago. No, I did <laughs> not. It was uh, yeah, red snapper and the uh, Atlantic Ocean opened up last weekend. It was a Friday. Saturday, Sunday, and then it, uh, it's going to open again here, I believe, tomorrow oh. again. But, no, I did not partake. Uh, I like to eat Red Snapper, I but too. I also don't like a whole lot of crowds. If you know what I mean? <laughs> Everybody else was trying to chase the Red Snapper down as well. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, right. it's, uh, it's, uh, the, the, for some reason, it's just you know darn near extinct. I mean, you go out there, and, and it's a very highly protected fish, and there's just thousands and thousands of them, so... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, got to protect them. Check out the outdoor show Saturday mornings on 1010XL for more. Um, <laughs> so here we are, Logs. We're a, a week or so from rookies scheduled to report and a couple of weeks from right. veterans reporting. But the feeling now is that those are uh, loose at best. So, uh, boy, there's a conversations now between the Players Association and the league of protocols and money and uh you get the feeling this is going to slide a little bit well when you when you term it slide you're talking about time frame wise yes 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 yeah i don't think there's i don't think there's any any question that we we could possibly see some sliding when it comes to time frame and you know just because of the the fluidity of the situation i mean people are still trying to I mean, and you look at the other sports as kind of an example, and you look at some of the difficulties that they've had to entertain so far in trying to get baseball back up, uh, Major League Soccer, yep. and the NBA, it's extremely difficult. So uh, I think the NFL is going to incur some of the same scenarios when they try to convene to, you know, to start everything up. And, but here's the hard part, is that you've got to come to an agreement on everything to where everybody's comfortable, and, and here's the thing, I don't know if that that's possible where everybody's comfortable because I think there's going to be certain parties that no matter what you do, just because of the the pandemic, they're not going to find comfort in any solution. Correct. And the only solution to them will probably be is to opt out or to not play this year. So uh, it's going to be, I think, a, a very interesting situation. I think it's one that it, if, if you're trying to lay odds Boy, this is uh, this is a tough one to do. I mean, because where where would the money go? I mean, would it be on sliding back? Uh, would it be on starting on time? Would it be on not even making it to the start line? I mean, I think all of those are are certainly strong possibilities right now. And I know we kind of we chatted a little bit about this JP via text today, and, and you threw the idea out there, and that. You asked me, what would I do? Yeah, would you play? Well, I think it's a great question, and I read Fred's response to it earlier, and Fred, Fred Taylor had the interview, and I think it was in the, in the Times Union. And I thought Fred was dead on. You know, if, if you're talking to me now, I would probably say, you know, boy, I'd have to be really cautious to even, even possibly leaning towards not playing. 
But if you ask the 22-year-old, 21-year-old, 23-year-old Jeff Lockerman, let's go, man. Yeah, it hasn't made, it hasn't made the money yet? Yeah, let's go make some money. Well, I mean, right? it's, not, it's, not, it's not really about the money. You know, I mean, first of all, I mean, yeah, I mean, the money's great. You want to make money when you're at that age. But, JP, when you're 22, 23, 24 years old, you're, you're indestructible. You're bulletproof. Yes. You feel like you're young, you're healthy. Uh, I mean, you're an athlete. I mean, you're at the top of your top peak physical shape. I mean, you think that, okay, that that type of illness or whatever is not going to bother me. And, uh, and I think it's kind of the, some of us are similar attitude to what we're seeing in some of young America when it comes to dealing with COVID and that some of them have chosen not to worry so much about it, you know, and I think it would be no different for me if I was 22 or 23 years old and, and especially playing ball, you just feel like you're, you're a gladiator, you're a warrior, you know, let's go. Interesting thoughts. Jeff Lagerman, Jaguars analyst with us. And let's go back a little bit to the part you're talking about, baseball coming back and what they've had to go through to try to get back. They haven't started the regular season yet. NBA is now in the bubble. Uh, they've got their own issues going on with that right now, with guys going out to get food and then getting sent away. Uh, NHL is about to start uh, Major League Soccer. But the problem here, Logs, is that the NFL is so much bigger in terms of people involved. I mean, the NBA has, what, 12 sure. guys on the roster, four or five coaches, some personnel staff around them. Um, may I, I don't know what about, you have 11 guys on the field in soccer and a bunch of guys on the bench, right? Uh, major league baseball, mm -hmm. 25 man active roster. They've, I think expanded that with this situation early in the season, but you still get 90 guys on the roster and 20 coaches and, and trainers. And then that's a lot of people coming and going. And it's not in a bubble, by the way, all these people go home and live their lives and then come back into the building. So that's where the, that's where the issue I think is because there's no sport that compares to that kind of number of people involved. No, no. I mean, I mean, and you're, you're just talking about just the sheer number, you know, then, then you start talking about, okay, uh, behavior. Right. And I'm not saying that the NFL behavior is anything different than what it is in other pro sports. But let's say you, okay, let's say you've got, you, you go into training camp with 90, let's say they stay there, you know, you go in 90, you know, and all of a sudden you, you, everybody's trying to make sure that they do the right thing and that they're not, you know, going out and, and up other places and being around a lot of different people. Well, I mean, I'm sure that some of the quote unquote professionals would do that and make the right choices and guys that have families and kids and, or have, you know, a parent living with them and are concerned about their well-being. But then, you know, you got the younger guys, look, they want to go out and they want to meet girls and, and hang out with other guys and, and or live, go to dinner, you know. like go eat dinner or whatever. Yeah, you can sure. run across I mean, it that you, way, you, want, you know? Yeah. You want to do a lot of different things. And so, you know, so I think it's, it's very difficult to create a bubble with the NFL and that that's before you even get to the field. Now, once you get to the field, the last time I checked, social distancing doesn't really apply to football. I would call it call it more <laughs> uh, physical distancing, where you're trying to bash the other guy across from you. Yeah. And so, uh, I know as a defensive lineman, you know, lined up and got across from an offensive lineman, and we butted heads almost every single play. And when you butt heads, it's face to face contact. Okay, my nose is 
inches away from his nose. Okay, he's breathing on me. I'm breathing on him. He is, I don't want to say spitting on purpose, but I mean, look, when you're in a physical fashion and you're playing football and it's 90 degrees outside, you're sweating, you're shedding, you're doing all these things that, uh, you know, you're trying to prevent, um, you know, from the CDC guidelines with COVID and you, you can't, you can't do that when you're interacting in football, you know, so. I mean, how do you, how do you address that? I mean, how do you say, okay, well, it's okay to do that in football, you know, and I, and I read and you hear about things that they're suggesting for maybe keeping the social distancing and football to where you have, you know, okay, maybe only X number of guys in the weight room at a time. Maybe you only have X number of guys on the field at the same time. Well, look, it's football. It's a game that's played with 22 people on the field at the same time. You have a huddle where everybody gets in the huddle together, <laughs> all right. 11 guys. And they hold hands sometimes. And then they clap. And they say, I can't hear you. So a guy gets closer to the face of the quarterback so he can hear the signal maybe better. I mean, look, that's that's not like baseball. I mean, that's not like – I mean, basketball's pretty physical and up close too, but – I mean, football is like the, the, the anti-social distancing sport of all time. So there's a lot of challenges. And here's the other thing. Yeah. What, what do you do if you're a coach? And we're talking about players. You know, maybe a player chooses to opt out. What if you're a coach? You know? And you, you've got your family. And your family might include, you know, some illness or some type of physical issue that you have that you're concerned about. Maybe it's a physical issue that a family member has. Maybe it's your 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 mom's living with you. Maybe your dad's living with you. Maybe you have a a child with a, uh, who's immunocompromised or whatever. What, where does that person, what does that person do? Right. Cause they're not collectively bargained. So they're kind of on their own with the organization and how yeah. each organization wants to handle that. Yeah. So, I mean, there's just, what about the officials? Yeah. I mean, wh- how are the officials going to, I mean, cause you know, all we're talking about right now is, is, is union and, and the league yep. and their negotiations and them coming to an agreement, but you know, you got officials involved. Mm-hmm. I mean, you've got staffing on game days. I mean, there's just, there's a lot of things to consider that factor in. And it's, there's so many layers to having an NFL game being played and so many people that are required. And I get it. I mean, everybody wants to try to keep things as normal as possible, but there's a lot of things that have to fall perfectly into place for, I think, for the NFL to be able to have the season kind of go off without something happening that's going to delay or, disqualify the season as a whole jeff logman with us uh, kind of a downer there that conversation but it's what it is I and mean, that's the the situation we're in but to continue the the bad news logs the tennessee titans gave derrick henry a four-year extension 50 million dollar deal 25 and a half million guaranteed and so the jags get at least by contract eight more games against derrick henry oh boy <laughs> he's a he's a great player I mean, holy cow, uh, that 99 yard run that he had against the Jaguars. I mean, that, that goes right up 
to one of the all-time great runs in NFL history. It, uh, it's right up there with uh, Earl Campbell lowering his head and just putting it right into the chest of the linebacker, and he gets blown back. Uh, I mean, it was a man amongst uh, boys, Logs, is what it was. Oh my I mean, the guy's I mean, massive. I mean, Stiff-arming guys. I mean, heck, you, you go to the run. What was the running back that was in Seattle for Marshawn. many years? Marshawn. Beast mode. Marshawn. And yeah. Marshawn, man, the, the beast of the run that he had, beast mode run that he had in that yeah. in that game. At the, I mean, just running guys over and wouldn't quit. I mean, I mean that's where that, that run that Derrick Henry had. That's what it was. Well, he had, that was two years ago, Logs. He had one last year. It wasn't 99 yards. No, but, it was two years ago. Yeah, and then he had one last year. It was like 70-something yards against this team. Yeah, so, it, wasn't, it wasn't as amazing I mean, as that. <laughs> maybe like fourth or one. fifth. I mean, that stiff farm <laughs> one was just like ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the, the Jags were done at that point. It was over. They were they were toast for the season. They were like, you know what? Yeah. They didn't want any peace. Well, I mean, look, look, it's, uh, I'm looking good for the Tennessee titans i mean if you're a tennessee titans fan you, you got to be excited i mean they've got a good offensive line i mean they've got to replace conklin at right tackle but you've got derrick henry back you've got your quarterback back and you know you hope that he continues to build on what he was able to do last year because he had a phenomenal year yep. and uh and derrick henry has kind of always been that engine for tennessee and if, if you can continue to get improved play with a quarterback i mean tennessee's got to feel really good about where they're at so you know, and that's bad for the Jaguars. But look, it, uh, look, he's a running back. Yeah. Um, let's not uh, get crazy. And that look, I'd rather I'd rather face a great running back. I put it this way: I'd rather face Derrick Henry than Patrick Mahomes twice in a year. Uh, yeah, it's an excellent way to put it. Uh, way to close it out, Logs. Um, good stuff, man. We'll catch up with you again next week. Okay, JP. Stay safe. Stay healthy. And uh, make sure that uh, the home studio of, of J.P. Shadrick is uh, kept tidy. Uh, I had to clean it up. It's been a few weeks since we've been on the air, so it's collected <laughs> a few things in here. And we'll talk to you soon, right, Logs. Best of the family. Jeff Lagerman uh, joining us here on Jaguars Happy Hour. Money Pages is helping communities save and local businesses grow through its magazine and app. Download the free Money Pages app for local savings instantly. We'll go around the National Football League after these words, it's Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network. Hi, I'm Tito Beveridge, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. In 1997, we became the first micro distillery in the state of Texas, and we're still making the same smooth stuff after all these years. We're still cooking in a pot still, working with our dogs by our sides, having fun and tasting batches, and I'm still wearing the same hat even after all these years. Head over to titosvodka.com to learn more about what else we're doing the same. Cheers. 80 proof Tito's handmade vodka distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. Tito'sVodka.com. Whether you're driving to a Jaguars game or on the way to work, when you see flashing lights, please move over. If you can't move over a lane, slow down 20 miles per hour below the speed limit. You can protect those who help you on the road. From law enforcement and other first responders to utility and tow truck drivers, they all need you to be at the top of your game while you're driving. See lights? Please move over. Brought to you by the Florida Department of Highway Safety and Motor Vehicles and the Florida Highway Patrol. Jags fans, fill your wallet with one debit card that screams Duval exclusively from TIAA Bank. The Jacksonville Jaguars Visa debit card comes with a fierce look and fantastic features so you can pay with pride wherever you go. And it's yours free when you open a Yield Pledge checking account. Up your financial game today. Visit a financial center near you or find us at TIAABank.com slash Jags card. 
TIAA Bank is a division of TIAA, FSB, member FDIC, and the official bank of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Dreamfinders Homes has a simple commitment to their home buyers. Deliver unsurpassed quality, uncompromising value, and an extraordinary level of customization you simply won't find with other home builders. With over 35 communities to choose from, you'll find a location you love and the home of your dreams. Dreamfinders has townhomes, single-family homes, and custom estate homes starting from the mid-100s, and a wide selection of move-in ready homes. Quality, value, customization, that's the Dreamfinders difference. Call 904-738-0165 or online at dreamfindershomes.com. Dreamfinders Homes, the official home builder of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Prices subject to change without notice equal housing opportunity at ViStar, we believe in better, especially in helping build a better financial future for our members. So we've reviewed our offerings from the ground up. We've lowered or eliminated over half our fees and enhanced our already competitive rates, saving members more than a million dollars this year, in addition to the millions we save them every year. If you believe that saving money is better, join ViStar. We never forget that it's your money. All loans subject to approval, insured by NCUA. When America needed us to build, we built. Masks, ventilators, shields. When local communities and frontliners needed support, Ford dealers answered. And now we're open and ready to serve you with special offers and deals across the Ford lineup. Stop by a Ford dealership or go online. We've made it safer to shop, easier to buy. Built for America. Built Ford Proud. I'm Fat Tony Smith, and if you love the Jaguars, join me and Mike Dempsey on Jaguars Today. All Jaguars, every day, 10 a.m. to noon on 1010XL. Welcome back, Jaguars Happy Hour. Final few moments on this Thursday, July 16th. Glad to be back along with you after a few weeks off. We continue from the home studio. If you're watching on Jag social media, you just saw a look inside TIAA Bank Field. Who knows when football things will happen. They are scheduled to begin in the next few days with rookies reporting around the league and then um, veterans are supposed to report in a couple weeks, but feels like that could get pushed back a little bit with the conversation still ongoing between the Players Association and the league and We'll see. We'll see what happens. It's an it's an ongoing process here. Um, the process continues for the Jaguars players in this offseason time to remain in shape. And before these workouts were outlawed by the league, the uh, Jaguars had a little uh, workout of their own after the offseason program. Uh, Gardner Minshew was there, led that. A few of the Jaguars receivers were out of the local high school and you can get a breakdown of how that went on the latest chapter of The Hunt. Chapter 4, it's out now. So uh, check it out on jaguars.com and the Jag social channels. An in-depth look at the uh, Jaguars this offseason. Good stuff from uh, Gardner Minshew to see how he is developing going into year two. And uh, with his receivers. You know, it's it's just going to be tough for everybody. Certainly a young football team with no off-season time at all in a new offense. Usually you get on the field and you get to run through it and practice and get some timing and get a little better idea. So the times that they had these off-season workouts, again, they can't have them now, but before they were outlawed, you know, that's so valuable because the only time they've had together on the field. Now, does that equate come training camp? 
you know, who knows? You go out and do training camp and it could be a totally different animal. And that's when you'll really, the rubber will hit the road then whenever training camp is allowed to happen. But check it out. The uh, hunt available on uh, the Jaguars website, jaguars.com and the Jags social media accounts as well. Uh, Florida Blues here to help you better understand COVID-19, share information to help you help protect you and your family and make sure you get the care and support you need during this challenging time. Florida Blues support extends beyond healthcare. They work with the community to provide meals for seniors, masks for healthcare workers and residents, funds for immediate needs and expertise on prevention. Let's go around the National Football League and we are awaiting still the supposed bombshell report surrounding the Washington Redskins from the Washington Post. Well, of course, earlier this week, the organization announced that they had plans to drop the Redskins name. They have not officially dropped that name as of yet. They're going through that process. And once they announce the name, that's when they said they will eliminate the Redskins nickname. But uh, this bombshell apparently has nothing to do with the name of the football team. There were a series of tweets from reporters from around the team earlier this week. Uh, Jason Lockenfora was one of those, a former Redskins beat writer, by the way. He's now with CBS Sports. Uh, Jags fans know him and love him, I'm sure. Um, he tweeted, quote, The warped and toxic culture of the Washington football team is about to be exposed in a sickening fashion again, end quote. And then Julie Donaldson of NBC Sports in Washington said, quote, what's coming is disappointing and sad, end quote. The uh, Redskins have lawyered up, if you will. They hired an attorney to go through some of the practices in the organization. There have been a number of um, high-ranking officials that have left the organization in one way or another over the last week or so, a couple on the football operations side, and then Larry Michael, the voice of the team on radio and television really the last 16 years or so he up and retired yesterday in a tweet so some changes happening there and we're still waiting to see what that uh, what that report says and you know there's a lot of speculation uh, of course all over social media about that as there always will be but uh, we'll find out maybe uh, sooner rather than later. It was supposed to be out uh, Monday, Tuesday, and then as the days go on, it it has not come out yet. But um, how far-reaching will it be? What does it include? All speculation at this point, but uh, everybody in the league's kind of on edge here to see what the Washington Post has to say in their report whenever it does come down. Uh, NFLPA has released a heat map of COVID-19 in all 32 markets using the 14-day average daily cases per 100,000. The uh, number one market for uh, that number was the Miami Dolphins market, number two, Arizona Cardinals, and number three, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Now, it's, I think, 55 per 100,000. Uh, but they are number three in the league in terms of that 14-day average daily cases per 100,000. And, of course, those conversations continue around the NFL and the NFLPA. What will this look like next week when we reconvene on this program? Only, only time will tell. Uh, the conversations continue about when to start, how to get the protocol to get in the building, the tier system, who interacts with who, and we just don't know a lot as of yet. Maybe it'll be a little clearer than mud next week. Thanks to all of our 
guests joining us, Tony Baselli, John Osier, Jeff Lagerman, Brian Bonifant back in the studio, Max Hockman back in the stadium, getting us going on the video side. I'm J.P. Shadrick. That'll do it for Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network. <laughs>